Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, it's the second of our Run January shows. With the man who is now known as Tony Smith's warm-up act. Our special studio guest from Not Fast, the wonderful Breeze Rollins. And the twins are back. And Jackie Jackson stands in for Graham. With all the Striders news, it's athletics all the way tonight. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Gareth Bagley, and live on FM DAB, online around the world, and now on Instagram. This is the renowned Radio New York Sport. And these are the local headlines. Chloe Hubbard crossed the line first in the last round of the North Midlands Cross Country League at Wolverton Park, while Joseph Monk claimed fifth place on the day and second overall for the series. More from the Twins and Gareth in a few minutes' time. Newark Town under-18 footballers bowed out of the League Cup 2-0 at Beeston, but it was better news for the RHP under-16s, winning 12-1 at Attenborough. And a fantastic 3-0 away win for Boston under-16s in the Lincolnshire FA under-16 County Cup. Remember the beat RHP in the last round with Newark's Alfie Price and Josh Burkett both playing a major part. The Rugby Club under-15s beat West Bridgeford by 35 points to 5, while the under-14s overcome Stamford, 24 points to nil. And Newark Flow Serve should have been back in action tonight with a trip to South Normanton in the League Cup. But for the fifth time, it's been postponed due to a waterlogged pitch. Having said that, the only game on anywhere tonight is on Baseford's plastic pitch. Notts County's game at Fylde, called off at 6 o'clock tonight. That's a hell of a trip if you're a county fan for nothing. Boston United's match at York Street is also a victim of the rain. Will it ever stop? before we talk to our, our wonderful guest tonight and we're going to have an awful lot to talk about because believe me it's going to be a cracking story a couple of national stories for um the warm-up act to um get involved in and uh we'll, we'll take him straight out of his comfort zone and talk about football because neil warnock is looking to manage one more club before he finally retires he's retired more times than frank sinatra did He's 71 years old now and he's been in football for over 50 years as a player, coach and manager. He's managed, Gareth, 1,488 games. He says, apparently I have 12 games to go to get to the 1,500 and it's really tempting me. And I think it doesn't matter where he goes, does it? Not really. He's a, he's a damn good manager. It's a shame he ever lost Notts County. Um, where would they have been now if he'd have stayed? Um and he's also a qualified referee, 
which you wouldn't think... When Neil he, Warnock, a referee? Re, Neil oh, Warnock brilliant. is a qualified referee, which you wouldn't think when he, <laughs> when he with some of his antics. Oh, I, I, just, I just hope he, uh, he finds another club. Um, uh, yeah, because um, there's very few... Um, People like Warnock left left very, in the very game, few, and, very and any sport needs people like that. Yeah. Um, back to where you are comfortable, if you like, and um, this one's just interesting because World Championship silver medalist um, Hannah England has announced her retirement from athletics. I think if you went out in the street, Gareth, and said, "Ooh, what sport is is um, Hannah England in?" They're not nobody. Very very few are going to know but she won the silver medal in the 1500 in in the 2011 um world championships she's proud of her achievements it was a privilege to wear the england shirt and she represented her country at two commonwealth games two world championships two european championships and the 2012 olympics my question to you is after a glittering career as an england international has she left the sport a very rich woman or is it just the Jessica Ennis and the Mo Farahs of this world that actually make make themselves set up for life she, by athletics? She won't have made mega books. She'll have made some money and she'll have made more money on the back that she was a silver medalist because uh, that's what promoters like. They like to have medalists. So I feel sorry for the likes of uh, Goldie Sayer, who has recently been awarded an Olympic medal because people in front of her were found to have taken illegal drugs. Now, if Goldie could have been introduced at a meeting as... I think it was bronze she eventually got, as a bronze medalist, that would have increased her uh, earnings by her appearance fee so it, it, it's medals are important and the people that have been uh, had those medals taken away from them because of somebody deciding they needed some boost to help their performance i feel really sorry for i think it's you know it, it, it's, it's wonderful if, if, if you've got your england shirt framed at your local athletic club it's fantastic but if it's cost you a fortune to get there, then it's not quite right, is it? No, no. Um, Scotland's men battled through the mud at Kings Park, Stirling, to win the home um, country's international cross country for the first time in eight years. It's pretty Smithy's not here tonight. Scotland's actually won something. <laughs> um, the England women um, claimed the women's title, um, but you're going to tell me about a a, oh. loc a local lad who was involved, local boy, Basingham lad. Uh, now lives up in Leeds, runs for Leeds. Uh, Linton Taylor, he finished uh, 16th in that event, uh, representing the north of England, and uh, very proud to say that uh, he was in a team that beat England. So it was Scotland, Wales, and then the north of England uh, so in the teams. North of England actually beat England? Yes. So okay. somebody got the selections wrong, didn't they? <laughs> somebody didn't quite do that job right, did they? <laughs> Breeze Rollins has been to Sport HQ before, even though she couldn't find where the door was tonight. But she has been, uh, she has been um, before, and um, we've got one cracking story to tell tonight for on January because a long, long time ago she had a relatively hair-brained idea that she was going to run a mile a day 
for 1,000 days. Now, even by my maths, that's about three years plus, or um, somewhere around about three years, and which strikes me as, I mean, is running the mile difficult every day? I mean, I, I won't even dream about it, but I mean, I don't suppose for a runner it's not, a mile's not that far, is it? But it's just... It's it's actually the getting out and doing it every day that um, I think people struggle with. I think, you know, the whole new kind of red January thing, more and more people try to do something every day now. Um, so I enjoyed it. It was... Um, it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Let's out go back right to the beginning <laughs> of this because um, when um, you and Gareth was talking, you were talking about uh, um, somebody, I forget the name, but somebody who ran for about 50 years or something in my other day. Who was that, Gareth? Ron Hill. Ron Hill, that's right. And so obviously, you know, that's what you. Okay, that's it. I'm going to do it. How, how and, and why? And was there too much wine flowing that night that you come out with this idea? Well, I. I started off um, wanting to do a month. I thought, oh, yeah, I, th- I think I can kind of give that a go. And to be fair, my husband had said to me, I give you till, I think it was the, the 4th of April, because I was going to be doing Lincoln 10K, and it was one of my first 10Ks that I'd ran. And he, uh, I think he thought I'd maybe not go out and do my mile the next day. So that kind of put it in my head that, okay, I've got to be a little bit more serious, and I've got to... <laughs> I've got to prove I can do this uh, this running every day thing. So, yeah. It's what? What? I'm going to keep going back to it, but <laughs> what on earth put it into your head in the first place? You just hear about people doing a run streak, and I just thought, I think I can do that. I think <laughs> I'm going to give that a go. You know, it's something interesting. Um, loads of people talk to me about. You know how many days were you on now and um you know when you make it to 100 days and so it's yeah it's a little bit mad <laughs> now the net the next thing in this is you, you've obviously got to find a routine haven't you uh, gareth if you're going to do this I'm, I'm, i am assuming that you, you it's it's as much in the mind as it is in anything else that you you've got to get that mindset yeah to do it and you've got to get into a, a regular uh, time or whatever of doing it i found that when i was at work i knew i'd go to work and then i'd go home and i'd be going for a run when i was on holiday the running sometimes went out the window because i wasn't in the regime of 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 doing it so it is a mind thing and it's also getting into a routine so how did um, how did the mind set work how, how did you get it into your head that you've got to do it because there must have been days oh absolutely there, i remember a day when i'd been to the um cheltenham gold cup um <laughs> horses for the day uh, with work uh, a couple of years ago and we i don't think we got back on the bus until a ridiculous time maybe 11 o'clock at night and i'm like oh, i've not done my mile <laughs> Because the day had just ran away with me and I came back much later than I'd anticipated. Um, so, yeah, there were days where there was a little bit of a panic and going so did out quite late. you have to sort of late. hold the bus there while you went jogging off in front? Well, I, literally, I, I think I got home at half eleven and just put my shoes on and went for a mile. <laughs> just <to> <laughs> <laughs> So there have been days where I've run in Cyprus and Turkey and, you know, got up at five o'clock in the morning to go and run up the hill and see the sunrise to get my mile in it's been it's been pretty amazing to be fair 
what was it normally uh, right get out of bed in the morning that's the reason I'm getting up early to do it or was it as in Gareth do a day's work and then come and do it quite often it would be in the evening um, get home from work I've got a Springer Spaniel so she likes to go out quite regular so I'd often run with the dog as well so kind of uh, two jobs at once cool two birds with one stone go and take the dog out um, for a run get my mile in um, must have looked like the crazy lady that does the circuit around and around and around our estate because there are quite often like you say you get into that routine of when you've only got time to do a mile just doing the same loop and i think if i looked on my strava i've probably ran the same loop around my estate hundreds of times people set the clocks by it. <laughs> pretty much yeah and i think if i you know was missing for a few days they would be asking where's that lady who runs around the estate is it was it was it a mile you did or that was my yeah. minimum yeah yeah so there were lots and lots of days where um you know i ran an awful lot more um but yeah the minimum that i did every day was at least at least a mile saturdays of course it is park, park run, run day, day and, and you are a a, a a fan of big fan of park run so this is two minutes it's going to be interesting because gareth for a long time wasn't a fan of park run but i now notice he's doing park runs what what's changed it's not there. it's not that i wasn't a fan of park run it's it's uh, it was the fact that park runs seemed to be able to have their own rules, etc., in terms of um, first aid, uh, things like that. Uh, you don't have to get a permit. You don't, ha- you know, you don't have to have uh, qualified officials, etc. And if I wanted to put a five k on round sconce for Newark AC. There'd be all sorts of things that I would have to do to comply with UKA requirements. Whereas so, Park Run okay. is accepted by <coughs> UKA, results go in AW, etc., etc. So, uh, no, I think it's a brilliant concept. I just get a bit worried about the fact that some of the some of the things that the clubs have to do, they don't. It's double standard. Yes. But yes. By, by the athletic association. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Right. I, I say that. Um, I mean, a lot of these fads come and go, don't they? We're going to stick with park run for a couple of minutes because I'm, I'm intrigued by it. A lot of these fads come and go, but park run seems to have got stronger and stronger. Oh, yeah, it was hugely busy um, New Year's Day. We had record numbers. Um, you were there. To see you sitting yeah. down. <laughs> I was sat there giving out tokens, yeah, um, absolutely And involved. raffle tickets. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of tokens, so raffle tickets became the uh, the new thing to take. Um, I mean, I think it's universally accepted now. There is a, a space for park runs. It's something that we've spoke about time and time again, because when you're as old as me and Gareth, it was um, competitive athletics in a competitive club full stop end of and then along came not fast and, and striders and all over the country which i always call recreational running but that's probably moving on to another level now because the ones that want to do competitive running are now thankfully to me being allowed to be associated with two clubs yeah i say park run is good that it involves everybody whether you're competitive 
part of a running club just going together as a family you know some people walk it um it just makes it available to so many more people um and i think that's just fantastic and i think gareth the bottom line is if if it if it's bringing people into the world of athletics in whatever form it's putting athletics yeah more or firmly on the map isn't it i don't think part very many people that turn up to do a park run of any aspirations of joining a club because that's not their mindset so a lot of the park runners they just enjoy going along and having a run on a saturday so i don't think park run is going to translate into lots of people joining athletic clubs or maybe wrong not fast may have picked up striders etc but i don't think, I think that, that's I, think, I don't think that is the case i'm not sure that park run people and will go from park run to newer kc no but i think they'll go from park run to not fast and striders won't they i think we definitely pick up um extra people from park runs um and that's why we you know we'll take it in terms of clubs to kind of t- do takeovers where we volunteer and help people pace um so the clubs are you know a, a big part of park run as well right we're going to find out in roughly five minutes time what happened after 971 days tuesday night 20 past seven can only mean one thing go into the sports village where the twins are in the rain and the wind and oh dear oh go on tell me you're on the free piece sweet tone watching emmerdale no well i'm not i've not been very well today so i went to school and i just felt awful so i've not gone running and then i've got an exam on thursday so i was like better to revise I'll, I'll 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 give you that one. Gareth's here, is it? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. Gareth's <laughs> accepting that one, that one. Right, you've got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to shut up and let you get on. Is it just you? Yeah, it's just me. Yeah, Lauren's gone running. Oh, Lauren's gone running. That that's it. Oh. So, the Tilly Owen show. Here we go. Thank you. So first of all, well done to Josh Clay who ran at Sterling's in the cross challenge today. In the under 13 boys race, he came home in the 51st position and the course was so waterlogged and muddy, muddy so a big well done to him. And then also on the Saturday, we had the last North Mids cross country at Wollerton Hall for the last of the four races. There was some superb running and Joseph Monk finished fifth in the race and second place overall, so a big well done to him. Another great win for Chloe Hubbard. Becky Gallup came 10th, Amber Owens 29th, I came 111th. And Lauren came 128, and that was in the seniors' race. And then we had some new faces for New KC, and that was one of them was Tom Marshall, and he ran a superb 14th place in the senior men's race. Damien Davis came 63rd, Tom Hubbard 68th, Geoff Gregory 75th, Oliver Crampton 106th, Adrian Dix 119th, Tim Bagley 128th, Carl Braithwaite 135th, and Richard Peach. 230 so a big well done to them whoa whoa now i'm going to stop you for a minute because i'm sitting here trying to work i have never ever known you two not come home with inside two places of each other i know <laughs> yeah lauren lauren um didn't do very well well no she did all right but yeah i beat her <laughs> <laughs> and i thought you two couldn't be parted uh, my boyfriend was watching so do a um a good finish. Oh, that was it, was it? Okay, but putting on effort for the boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And then, finally, we had all of the under-11s who competed in the indoor octathlon in Mansfield on Sunday. I'm not sure on results, but a great well done to everyone who competed. Brilliant. And where are you this weekend? Um, we've got our school break, actually. At... At where? 
Well, you, you'll, be, you'll be driving, so you've got to know where you're going. No, Mum's actually taking us. Mum's taking you. Yeah, Dad's working, so Mum's taking us. So we're all right. Dear, dear, dear. What's the exam on Thursday, then? It's geography. Geography. Are you, uh, are you fairly good at geography? Um, some parts better than others. Right. I shall make the effort over the weekend, and next Tuesday night we'll have a bit of a geography test. Oh, no, OK. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I can't do that. I only learned my case studies. Oh, dear. Shall we do capitals of the world? No, no, I can't. We can do, but I'm not going to be very good. <laughs> we'll come up with something. You get back to your revision. No watching television. Thank you. See you later. Bye, Tilly. Bye-bye. Oh, dear, the, one, the wonderful twins. So, Breeze was going for a mile a day for 1,000 days. Um... And, you know, she was knocking on the door. She was in the last month of it. And it went... It went wrong. Um, we'll talk about the marathons in detail a little bit later. But tell us the story that... Or tell the listeners the story that you were telling us of what went wrong. Um, so, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I was taking part in the Gruesome Twosome Half Marathon. Um, an off-road half um at the beginning of october um and going through a woodland area managed to roll my ankle and take a tumble um decided to kind of walk it off and um finish the event uh, so run the next 12 miles on that um really unhappy ankle there rather bruised and swollen um and just kind of stuck to my mile every day thought this is okay i can uh i can manage this and it, it didn't seem too bad so uh park run was coming up i thought right i've got a marathon tomorrow if i can go and run park run and get three miles out of it then um that's okay i can go to york and run a marathon so managed park run thought that wasn't too bad right, let, let's let's <laughs> stop because that logic is brilliant gareth if i can do a park run i can do a marathon yeah well there's only another 23 miles to run in that i mean you know it's, it's wonderful logic though isn't it yeah yeah Makes i suppose if you're going to get the pain you're going to get it in the first bit of the race aren't you? right sorry that, that, that really has just made my day that <laughs> Yeah, I think people did find that quite amusing that the two are very similar, uh, <laughs> or not. Um, yeah, so anyway, managed my park run, decided to go and do York Marathon the next day. Um, I did finish my marathon. Um, wasn't the easiest marathon, I can say, with quite an injured ankle. Um, gave it just a mile a day again for another week. Thought, oh, it's park run day again. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just see how parkrun is yet again. Um, completed parkrun and uh, my ankle's swollen once more. How so. many parkruns have you done, by the way? Um, actually, I think I'm near 100 now um, and volunteered quite a few times as well. Um, but yeah, after that parkrun, I thought, this ankle's just not quite right. Um, so you do get used to kind of maybe having a few niggles here and there but this was clearly just a little bit more than than that and I thought no it's been a few weeks now since I've uh, taken a tumble on this I, I think I'd best probably get it looked at um, and unfortunately with uh, getting it looked at and taking myself off to the hospital um, there were suspected stress fractures 
and even more unfortunate um, quite a lot of ligament damage um, all around the ankle um, which ended up with me being in a boot and on crutches um, so that's been quite some time um, so Dr Gareth then was Breeze wrong to continue after the gruesome to some should she have sort of as soon as she saw that the ankle was swollen say that's it did she make it worse oh i, I, I mean this is a generalization <laughs> for any runner that we're doing now if, if the ankle had swelled up after the next run should that be whoa time to see somebody or did it do it any harm well, by going on it for another couple of times and doing a marathon well with hindsight yeah you probably should have gone straight after the after the event but athletes aren't like that they think well that's only a bit yeah i'll run that off or i'll walk that off yeah pain went so it pain's a relative thing but if you <laughs> we said about the the park run well if you've got around the park run and it's not too painful you're thinking okay i'll i'll, I'll I'm okay. It's not. It's nothing too serious. Um, so yeah, she's just thinking like any athlete thinks. They always think that it, it'll go away, and they always say afterwards, "Oh, I wish I'd got it treated straight away." <laughs> but nobody ever learns. So <laughs> one, one to both of of you then. Um, is lim- ligament damaged the worst case scenario? I would say yes. I would say ligament problems are much worse than, say, a clean break or... Because is there anything that you could have done? I mean, they, they can't mend the ligament no. damage, they can't put in a plaster. Well, I mean, what what's the... What what are the... Do- what did the doctors say to you? Rest, unfortunately. Um, yeah, which was quite a hard thing to swallow. Um, With 29 days to go... Did you take a lot of persuading to rest? Or did it hurt that much you had no choice? I knew that really, um, when the, the hospital were writing from Kingsmill to my doctors, um, and you get a copy of the letter, and the letter had said that um, unless I rest, um, it will never heal. And when you read that and go, right, okay, it will never heal. Not it will take longer to heal, or, you know... It, anything like it, it would just said that unless I rest it, it will, that, that it then, will never heal. So. That, that then, Gareth, should put any silly ideas of I can still yeah. continue out yes. of your head because when the when, when you read never, yeah, yeah, you're going to walk with a limp for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's Cause really not worth it, is it? Because no. when it's when it is uh, repaired and read and you're ready to go again where well, you just you just set another thousand days aside don't you absolutely you start again you start again <laughs> um i would have cried all week what what how did you take it it was um it was quite a difficult day um i've got some really fantastic friends and um fortunately a couple of them came forward and kind of offered to help how they could um and Nettie Stevens and Nikki Fenton um both kind of took on the baton and offered to run consecutively every day for 29 days um to kind of round me up to my thousand you know just 
just as a nice nice yeah, gesture all, yeah, I, 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 I thought at the time it's, it's an really lovely cr- of them cracking gesture but what's your mindset um i guess at one point i did think you know there always is a chance that something would happen and there was a potential you know if my children were ill or something and there would always be a day that it may have to stop like cheltenham races yeah but that wasn't going to be that day (laughs) (laughs) um even after marathons i managed to find you know the kind of uh the the time to go out and and still get a a mile in the next day i know but you still got to go out the next day you've got to do another mile and that's not the best day to run a mile after a marathon so if it's not mad enough to do a mile a day for one thousand days Stuck right in the middle of that little lot, you decided to do six marathons in six months. Is yeah. that saying, Gareth, to start with? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, no, no not okay, really. right. <laughs> it made perfect sense to me. Right. <laughs> um, how did you dream that one up? So, I did London Marathon as my first marathon 2018. Um, I got the Not Fast Club place, one of the places, um, and came to see you guys and talk about that um and i loved it i absolutely loved the experience the day the distance the training everything about it um i'm never going to be the fastest park runner you know the fastest 5k or or anything like that but i thought you know i really 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 enjoy running for hours and just being outside and so yeah kind of started i thought i can i think i can go and manage one of these ultra marathons so i trained for an ultra um and that was my kickoff and i thought if i can do an ultra i can do a few marathons um maybe six in six months (laughs) so that became the new thing to do whilst running every day (laughs) (laughs) and the six marathons were um, yeah, so the first was May, which was the Decrease 30. Um, so the Ultra Marathon is my first Ultra. Um, then June, I managed to win a place for Yeovil Marathon through Adam Holland. I hadn't realised initially that I'd actually entered anything to win a place through Adam. I'd done a donation for something that he was running and then found out I'd run a, a, won a marathon place. So it would be rude not to go down to Yeovil and, and run the marathon with him. Um, so me and my husband ran that one. Um, so that's May and June. With him? Uh, Adam was there. Ah, he he right. was much, much faster than me. He didn't run with me. He passed me quite a few times, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, but no, it was it was a lovely weekend. Um, so June, then July, I took on Thunder Run, uh, which is the twenty four hour running event where you run ten k laps, um, and decided that would be a good twenty six mile, you know, another marathon. But then kind of got it in my head that actually I think I can do ten ten k's. So managed 100 kilometres over the 24 hours. Um, so just over 62 miles in 21 hours, 21 minutes and 21 seconds. <laughs> Gareth's impressed with that. <laughs> That's about the time I did it in. <laughs> and, and a few people were like, 
<laughs> why have you finished you've got hours left and I said I came to do 10 I've done 10 um, I'm, I'm happy with that and um, so that was July um, August I did the Dovedale Dipper uh, which is an off-road um, Derbyshire up in um, Peaks, beautiful. That would be twenty. Nice. If the weather was nice, that would be nice. The only difficulty was, I think it was either the week or two weeks after Thunder Run. So after over sixty miles, and then having to do another twenty-seven. That was uh, it. Was beautiful. But it was hard going. Um, then September was the Ponton Plod. Um, super little um, local off-road um, event did the 27 miles on that uh, took a couple of the guys from my club round the route as well so they'd not done that one before and I'd done it the year before um, so helped a couple of other guys um, kind of one of them do their first marathon distance which was really um, fantastic to kind of help them round um, and then leaves me with October with Yorkshire Marathon um, with an injured <laughs> with a, a little injured ankle whereabouts was the yorkshire marathon don't say yorkshire it was in york it was in york itself yes so it's a city it's a city so it started in well, the city that one, surely no he lives near the course oh, right. it's smesslington isn't it um so, so you the kind university. of start out yeah and you go through yeah. the city it was um a super yeah. a super event maybe just a, a little painful <laughs> well in terms of your injury you might not have found that you got a problem if you hadn't to run the York Marathon because that was on the roads and all your other ones have been, you know, off-road, so softer, underfoot, etc. So yeah. you might have got... If you had done another off-roader, you might have... I might have been running in, on it for longer still. Longer still and done more damage. Mm-hmm. Do you wear different running shoes for the York Marathon than you would for yes. Dovedale or the Thunder yeah, 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 yeah. Is that important, Gareth? Well, yeah, you need grip when you do when you do the ultra marathons, and basically, it's a bit like well, wet weather ties and slicks in okay. <laughs> in Formula One. <laughs> uh, I yeah. spoke to um, his lordship, Mister Holland, the other the other day. He's in fine form, isn't he? He's, yeah, I think he's uh, when he went down there, he probably upset some you know with the decision to to do it. It, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it wasn't. It wasn't an easy as decision. clean as it was an easy yeah. decision, but the decision that he made has been proved countless times to be the correct decision. He's got a wonderful little family down yeah. there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he's really enjoying his, his running, and he he looks completely like the surf dude, don't he? Now you know it. <laughs> <laughs> he, re- he really does. I, I, I missed him when he came up at, at, at Christmas. I was away for the weekend, but. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of time for adam holland is yeah he's, he just he's, breaks every single i mean he, he, we've talked with gareth time and time again about him adam breaks every single athletic rule in the book he eats the wrong things he he doesn't sleep at the right time he does <laughs> every cons he just does it wrong and yet yeah he's got he's, a smile on his face and he enjoys it yeah absolutely do you do it right do you eat all the right things do you get the right sleep because the amount of miles that you're running um, How does the body does the body accustom itself? I think so to it. Yeah, I I, I think so because a lot of people are like I think you maybe a little bit crazy with the running every day and six marathons, but 
Um, the first one that I did in May, I trained for six months for. So I followed a six-month training plan. I, you know, slowly increased the miles. You can't just go out and run an ultra just because you decide you're going to, you know, tomorrow. Um, you can't run a park run and then the next day go and run a marathon particularly. But, you know, <laughs> I know it kind of sounds like that. But, um, you know, so there was a lot of training um, put in and, you know, you do get very tired. But I think say once I'd got my first one out of the way it was kind of like a bit of a taper and then the next one was my long run was my marathon again and then a bit of a rest time and then back up to a marathon again so I so actually, all, the, all the joking aside this is detailed and planned isn't it oh yeah yeah no definitely and has it got to be Gareth oh yeah yeah I mean I find I've, I've found that it's it's the yeah uh, it's the food intake and what have you when you're doing the the long ones and yeah you your stomach's not right for two or three days after those but in normal you just you know oh, i always i always adopted brendan foster's attitude of you know when they asked him if he had any special diet and he said i eat uh, same as the missus but twice as much <laughs> fair comment um so it's been great it's been great fun it, it didn't the goal wasn't totally achieved but it was great fun and everybody can get injured would you would you do it again absolutely yeah i can't wait to be able to start day one again um i'm back at the hospital next week and if they give me the all clear and i get rid of my boot and um, as soon as I'm allowed, I won't do it before I'm allowed. We'll talk about that a little. <laughs> we'll talk about that right at the, at the end. Gareth, you you're a traditionalist when it comes to to running. You know, you, you run round a track because that's what athletes do. Breeze is pretty much the opposite, but both of you live for athletics. Yeah, I wouldn't say that track running was ever my uh, favourite. I used to like running 10-mile road no, races. Um, probably the point I was getting at is, um, OK, a traditionalist club. Yes, um, yeah, if you yeah. Like. Um, and over the years, newer KC, not fast and striders, have have got along and have warmed to each other. There's been bad times and good times and, and, and have warmed to each other. Both of you really now... I think, would you both agree that, as regards Newark Athletic Clubs, I don't think there's anything finer anywhere in the country, quite frankly, and the way they work together for for the half marathon and all that is, is absolutely brilliant. But there is space now, isn't there, for competitive running and for recreational running? Well, I thought Graham from Striders summed it up very well last week when he said we're competitive recreational club so there's always competition it doesn't matter at what level it doesn't matter where you are in the park run you're always trying to beat the person in front and you'll find that those park runners uh, they'll go and look at the results and they'll want to run faster the next week so there's always competition it's how far what level how often you want to do that competition because what i but, love what but, i love yeah. you, no sorry so, then. Yeah. i, I <clears throat> the numbers in the in the town we're the we're the little club 
we've only got about 180 members i think the other two clubs have got twice as many as that so there is a there is a room for all three of us really because not one of the clubs could cope with all the numbers that are there from yeah. an administration point of view mm-hmm. etc and the the what should we say the better runner the the classier runners from all the clubs have now decided between themselves i don't think there's been any cajoling from any any of the clubs that the, the athletes themselves have decided it's better if we come under one banner and 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 run we, you know th- this is the ones that want to run in the bigger competitions and so now we've suddenly had an explosion of good quality athletes sorry to say the wrong age because a lot of them are well, more of them are over 35 than under 35 and I'm there must be kids out there that are 18 between 18 and 30 that can run we'd love to see you you know and 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 uh, that would be great but uh, yeah I mean it's it's all going it's all going very well at the moment and from your point of view Breeze there is room in town for not fast striders Newark AC Newark Endurance Group Newark Tri Club absolutely absolutely so as long as people that want to are able to get out and you know everybody's um being more active um i mean (coughs) i started with um not fast on their joggers and plodders and it took me a very very long time to be able to run 5k um i think in the end i was the longest ever um kind of beginner runner with the club i think it took me two years and about five attempts of the uh the 10 week course to actually just be able to run a 10k and a lot of people i think would be put off and would maybe call it a day at that um but you know i ended up with um three years later running ultra marathons and you know six marathons in six months and nearly a a thousand days of running every day so i think it's important that people have that support um that they go to you know their local whichever club's going to suit them um take up part run give it a go and say who's to say that you're not going to be able to run for a thousand days exactly and only on this show would we go from newark ac to not fast and then to striders jackie jackson to come okay back to the back to the phone rhymes with uh, we've got the boss tonight um jackie jackson on the phone to tell us all about a newark striders week jackie it's all down to you Good evening. Um, evening. Nice to speak to you again tonight with them. Um, obviously, Graham not being in, so I've got the news from, from last week's events. So the overnight rain on Saturday night topped up the, the mud levels quite nicely at Home Pier Point before clearing way to um, a brighter day um, for the second race in the East Midlands cross-country series. Um, the men raced over 5.6 miles, and first to finish was Simon Palmer in 45.42. Uh, he was followed by Peter Davis in 47.09, Dave Cross in 47.58, and Darren Watkin in 49.11. Um, Jason Cobb was next in 54.38, followed by Andy Scott in 54.42, Andy Sears in 55.01, Noel Henderson 55.08, Ah Graham was in 55.40, followed by Steve White in 59.56, and then Jason Priest and Thomas Cragg. Um, finished the the men's lineup. Um, first across the line in the 3.1 mile ladies race was Philippa Clark in 27:37, 37, 
then Leslie Butlin in 33.58. Kath Scott finished in 33.59 with Tracy Partridge in 35.38. Um, Gemma Latham was next in 38.53 with Stacey Atkins in 39.30, Anthea Moisey in 45.50 and Jenny Palmer in 45.51. So after the second um, round, the ladies' senior were sitting in seventh position out of 11 teams and the ladies' vets were in 11th out of 12 teams, um, and the men's vets were in 8th out of 11th um, teams. So other than the cross-country, we had part run at the weekend um, with a few of us at Newark and uh, a tour at um, Graves Park Run in Sheffield. I think Lynn um, and co. were were finishing another part run challenge there. Um, Before the park run we had our AGM and ward night on Friday night um, so we awarded various prizes on the evening for completing summer series, cross country series and the park run challenge we always have an award for those that have completed marathons during the year and then we had our male and female striders uh, which went to Peter Davis and Kate Driscoll and we also have a Michael Brompton award for a former member and that went to Anthea Mosey so not a busy week week so much racing apart from the cross country but uh, obviously we had the AGM and awards as well so it's been a busy weekend it's all it's all it's it, it's all fun and uh, are you getting used to running around in knee deep in mud uh, well I've managed to uh, avoid it again to be honest so um, uh, yeah I still haven't actually um, taken up the cross country challenge um, I'm sticking to the roads marathon training right okay what marathon are you training for uh, Barcelona Oh, very nice. Yeah, oh, 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 very nice. I don't think they got it in the studio because I got my mic up. She's training for the Barcelona Marathon. So, um, you know, well, there you go then. That's posh. And when, when is that? That is the 15th of March. Okay. Is that, a, is that a Strider's weekend or is it just yourself? Um, there's, at the moment, I think there's four of us going, but sometimes uh, the numbers sort of increase. Although I think the most popular marathon um, for the springtime this year will be Manchester. So there's quite a few um, striders running Manchester. I was actually just thinking if they thought they'd have problems in Barcelona, wait till the striders arrive. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Well, we'll have to talk to you about that one before and um, after the event because that sounds an absolute cracker. Jackie, thank you so much. You're welcome. Lovely. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. I was thinking to myself while jackie was doing that because thinking next week in in run january it's um striders turn to come in and one of our favorites is is, is coming in and it, and uh, breeze was saying doesn't my story sound mad um well you know it's got to be something to do with new ladies isn't it because um, our guest next week has got a place in the run to marathon she also tells us and even though she doesn't look it that she's turning 40 next year so she's going to do 40 different events including a um 100 mile ride swimming the serpentine um uh, and 40 events for charity and of course that really can't be anybody else than Stacey Atkins that's coming in next week so you see it's got to be something to do with Newark female athletes isn't it <laughs> <laughs> um, we did talk um, beforehand and this is a bit I want to do do now again both of you um, are you going to you already alluded you are but are you going to go for it again but first of all Gareth with the correct rest will that ankle should that ankle heal enough to take on something like 
a thousand days of one mile running yeah. plus yeah a yeah. marathon every five yeah. minutes yes <laughs> yeah that that you know with the correct i, I wouldn't rush back I'd, I'd probably say when the de- when the boot comes off i wouldn't i wouldn't say the following day that's starting me thousand days i'd leave it a month I'd, I'd just gently get back in maybe do some walking do some little bit of running and then and then set the target from there but are, are you renowned for your patience <sighs> i am definitely struggling with that one <laughs> <laughs> because it is the same in football isn't it when 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 they've had a hamstring or something and and they say they're ready and 20 minutes later they're back off again and that's the last you see of them for two months so you, you, you you're gonna have to be patient does it ain't gonna happen yeah no i i have learned patience um these last few months um i'm 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 getting better at it um i do know that you know potentially if i lose the boot next week i'll probably have to keep the crutches for a little while um still um and like you say maybe starting with a little bit of run walking a bit of park run you know that'll be my kind of my my first go-to um thing bit of a run walk around the park run so um just to kind of start off but yeah it'll start with a can i walk a mile um you know at at the moment i'm not really supposed to be on my ankle for more than 10 minutes at a time so um it'll start with a little bit of a walk before i run well that's 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 (laughs) gareth there's a couple of stories um that's really just come to say that the twins wouldn't have got hold of that involves yeah. um new people isn't they if you can just quickly yeah um let us know on those so four four of the club decided to uh to go to home pierpont on the on sunday for the second round of the east mids um and uh finished third um jan bailey was six simon roberts 17th Jeff Gregory 18th and Damien Davis was 38th. Now Damien is uh, he likes his running because on Saturday morning he had a stroll round in the park run. On Saturday afternoon he came to Nottingham and ran for the club in the North Mids and finished 63rd. And then he's he's gone off and, and on, on Sunday and that sounds as though he's had a, li- a slightly recovery run 38th because Damien would normally be up with with jeff and simon so yeah so damien likes his running there was another interesting thing i just wanted to say was that um paul davidson who quite often acts as uh netty's uh, that brings guide, us back around to netty again don't it <laughs> yes <laughs> he's around <laughs> netty's guide he finished uh, second in the over 60s class in the north mid series so well done to paul and uh what uh what till he hadn't picked up was that the the men's team were seventh on saturday and finished ninth overall and the ladies were third on the day and finished the season in seventh uh and chloe had she not been flying over mark eaton park on her way back from the holidays for the first match in october would probably have won the league series based on the results from the other three races and see how they know that he's in running season. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe is um, Chloe's two races, two wins. Getting Chloe into this studio is proving 
distinctly difficult. Um, it really is. We have um, a lot of very shy ladies at Newark. Yes, and she is very apart shy. Apart from the little one. <laughs> You've always been a runner. Gosh, no. No. Um, I know I, you said you got into it with the um, yeah, so jog and plod or whatever it is. running, say, for the, the last five years, only three years. Um, kind of the longer, moving towards the longer distance. So what, what's your sport in history? It was school, cross country, and that was it, you know, netball, hockey, um, and nothing after that, really. Um, had a really big, long break from doing any I'd, activities, I'd, yeah. How, how did you get into the jog and plod and... So, um, my husband had already joined Not Fast, um, and he'd said that they were going to be doing a uh, joggers and plodders kind of beginners um, course and alluded that maybe I wouldn't uh, be able to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Just like like the London Marathon and running every day. So, unfortunately, if somebody kind of uh, suggests that it's something I might not be able to do, I'm absolutely going to do it. He obviously knows (laughs) how how to work you then, doesn't he? Indeed, yeah. We've been married for, what, 18 years. Yeah, so uh, he he knows how to do it. He does, yes. yes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Bruce, thank you so much. Um, it's been wonderful hearing the, hearing the story and everybody else listen to the story. And it, it's not a mad story. It's not a bad no, mad story, is it, Gary? It's, it's very bri- good. So it, it, it's a brilliant story because the, the, underneath everything that we've laughed and joked about, there's been some serious thought and some serious training gone into it, and that's the bottom line. You, it's had to happen. You can't like do that. you can't do ultras whether it's on the road, off off road, whatever it is. You can't do them without being serious. You don't just turn up and do one of the... Well, some of us do, but you don't. But then I had a lot of that, a lot of miles in my legs before it. Um, yeah, but you, yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you can't just t- turn up and do it. So, Bruce, thank you so much. Thank patience, you patience, me. patience. Indeed. Indeed. We will, uh, <laughs> we will all watch very closely that uh, you take this comeback very, very slowly. I'll do my best. And then um, <laughs> we'll start counting the thousand days. Dan, a- again, after I that. I will let you know. Um, run January, as I've already said, um, continues next week, when I think Graham is actually coming in with um, Stacey Atkins. Gareth's going to be back. He's, he's made Tuesday nights. He's, he's home now, so Gareth's going to be back as well next Tuesday night. Tomorrow night, we launch out soon-to-be-famous five with two of the probably most famous youngsters that this town has already got sam hardy is going to be here, the newark and sherwood sports person of the year wonderful boxer and the um, radio newark guest of the year for 2019 um the wonderful josh burkett is coming in to see us that's tomorrow night tonight i'm going to leave you in the most capable of hands of mr stuart preston who's going to sing you the blues while over on dab it's the Chris Bevan Show. Night night. Radio